With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. You look a little nervous there, Susan. No. (laughs) All right. What are we talking about this evening? We start the show with a prayer, then the ups and downs for the week. We will continue with news coming out of Venezuela and Space the Final Frontier, because we didn't get to it last show, and I really want to talk about it. Followed by the illegal alien invasion report, and we will tell you about a forgotten revolutionary battle, if we get to it. I doubt you're going to get through the ups and downs of the week. (laughs) It's going to be one of those shows. I kept finding things. We've had a show where you've only gone through the ups and downs, and then we had to end. In three hours. Yes, I know. I know. That's <laughs> happened. Yes. I'm aware. Anyway, so, time for a prayer. Ah, the Sabbath. A prayer for Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. It's thanking God. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. It says prayer for Thanksgiving. Yes, because we're, we're thanking God. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> just say thanks, God. All right. Susan wrote this one. Dear God, we are your creations. We are children. Hear our prayers of thanksgiving. You're just making me hungry, that's all. Where's the turkey? In our time of want, it still sounds like thanksgiving. We thank you for the food on our table, the warm clothes that we wear, and those that help provide us with sustenance. In our time of spiritual and moral need, we thank you for family and friends and the insight to turn to you, our Lord, our God, for guidance. In our time of hopelessness, we thank you for lifting us up upon your broad shoulders, giving us hope and helping us to be all that we can be. Dear God, thank you for our lives, our loves, and the wisdom to look to you for divine strength. Amen. 
And don't forget to pray for Donald J. Trump. Oh, and uh, people that are supporting him and around him. Because this is... I feel like we're in a revolutionary war right now. We are we are at a point where it's going to be quite easy to tick one off. I mean, we're just... If we're fighting this much up in, the, up in D.C., over down... Whatever. In the swamp. <clears throat> yeah, over in the swamp. If it's this bad, I mean... It's it's just going to be a pure obstructionist the whole time. Something's got to be done. We we can't have that. What they'll try and do is make sure he can't get his agenda out so that we lose the midterms and they can hopefully take back one of the houses. That's their plan. So we can't let them do that. No, we can't. And by the way... And you better call your elected cockroaches, your senators, and you tell them, if you don't move this, get this agenda moving, I'm firing you. And I don't care if I have to put a demon crat in your place if it happens to be a Republican. You know, and at these town halls, if you end up going to them, you you out these people that are coming across state lines. You out them. You look at them and say that they're screaming at the, the whatever cockroaches up there and say, are you a Republican? Who the hell are you? What are you doing here? Because whoa, 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 whoa. You can't. They don't have to be a Republican. They don't have to be anything. There's no law against them going and bringing people from out of state. There's no law about it. Yeah, but they are really being horribly disruptive. I know. And the elected cockroaches should plan accordingly. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I plan accordingly. Somebody comes and shoves me. They're getting a gun in their face. Oh, if they shove one of them, they're going to go to jail, Susan. That's assault and battery. I'm talking about they're, they're starting to become violent to the other people in the town hall. And again, it is assault and battery. You go to jail, and you don't pay a fine. You stay in jail for a while. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, the ups and downs for the week. Susan says, I'm never going to get out of it. So there probably won't be anything but the ups and downs for the week, so prepare yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Can I see what you're doing over there? And why are you standing in front of the dang... You can't stand in front of the phone, Susan. You blocked the signal. Sorry, live listeners. Uh, you missed that because we just got disconnected and reconnected. Uh here we go again. Down. From Fox News. A pair of NBC News videos featuring kids expressing fears about Donald Trump's presidency is coming under fire by conservatives who call it propaganda. It is propaganda. The videos show kids saying things such as, Most of my family is black. I'm afraid that you're going to hurt some of us blacks. You are here attempting to whitewash America. You're going to separate me away from the rest of my family. And I really don't want that because I love them so much. So let's see. Uh, this is a black kid who has a mostly black family, but at least one of them must be an illegal alien because that's, a, that's the only way he's going to separate families and like we said uh, you can take your kids with you as a matter of fact i would insist upon it because the 14th amendment is misapplied they are not citizens 
sorry, they are not under the jurisdiction thereof. Well, and I heard some... You're doing it again. No, I'm not. Sit, sit, sit. (laughs) Go, go, go. Oh, listen. You you kick us off one more time, the show's over. I was sitting here, minding my own business. You were standing up right right, in front of it. But earlier, when you were saying the prayer, it did the same thing, and I was sitting right here. Just for one second, and then it came back. Well, one second is not a big deal. Lots of seconds is a big deal. I don't know why. You know, something blocked the signal. you got to understand, that is a direct line to there. Now, they were talking on one of these talk shows today about Trump has to be careful that he's just going to make the the news a victim by keep saying that they're against the American people. No, nope. I don't care. They keep saying everything. Oh, you can't. It's dangerous to... To uh, attack the newspapers, journalists, it's dangerous. Everything he... Oh, dangerous. That's the new thing. Everything he's doing is dangerous. Dangerous to progressivism, yes. But look at... He has a reason. This is NBC putting this out. I understand. Um, I mean, the National Broadcasting of Communism. If anybody watches NBC, they are not going to be Trump... People that root for Trump. Because they haven't realized that they're not getting the news from the networks. It's not happening. And they're all in cahoots with the progressive movement. So it's attacked Republicans full time. Unless you notice they never talk about Mitch McConnell much. Well, because he's working for them. That's why. Why they aren't going to bring him. He's doing a great job for the Democrats and the progressive agenda. And again, here is a news organization inserting themselves into politics purposely. I understand. Um, they would never, ever have been allowed to do this back in the day because you are leasing the airwaves from the government, which is we the people, by the way. Uh, that's our airwaves. And there used to be rules. You can't have truth in advertising. You couldn't lie in an ad. You couldn't put out any prop, political propaganda at all. That wasn't allowed. Uh, that would be, they'd pull, threaten to pull the license. But now they let them do whatever they want, especially because the progs are in charge of everything. Uh, progs don't get in trouble. The videos begin with uh, one youth, youths, here come the youths again, Offering faint praise, then continue with a barrage of children expressing despair and fear over Trump and his policies. He hasn't met anything yet. Well, and again, who are these parents that are allowing their children to do this in this video? And how much money is Soros paying them? Right? I don't know. If NBC did it, then NBC did it. These are all questions to be asked. No, if, if NBC created the ad they created the ad if someone paid for the ad then somebody else is responsible for the propaganda but they should not be allowed they should not be allowed to air propaganda then again then most politicians you wouldn't be able to air them either that might not be a bad thing the conservative outlet cns cyber news service ran a story that said NBC News handpicked anti-Trump tykes 
for two propaganda videos to make it appear that every child in America thinks President Trump is an ignorant racist and a threat to the country. They're a threat to the country if you like it the way it is right now. Yes, it is, because things are going to change. And they may stomp their feet and hold their breath, and who knows? They've already gotten violent, Brian. We're, we're going to see. No, I'm talking about on Capitol Hill. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Right, exactly. We're already seeing. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. I told you it wasn't me. <laughs> but yeah, there. I don't even know how to combat something like this except to expose them. But we're we're just going to keep exposing, 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 and then nothing's going to be done about it. You well, enough enough people uh, that call themselves Democrats are going to have to be. They're going to have to stand up. Irate, and they're going to have to tell their Democrats that you don't want this. You want Donald Trump to be able to push his agenda because otherwise we didn't give it a shot. And, you know, it could backfire in the four-year re-election because they might just, a whole bunch of the people that didn't vote for him before vote for him just because they're pissed off at their Democrat senators. Yep. And I hope that's going to happen. Because then he'll have eight years and he might actually get something started. I just love that he's not stopping. They're, they're not. They're blocking his appointees because they know they're. They know the point is to go in and tear down the bureaucracies, and he's going to rip them down to bare bones to save money. That's what he's planning on doing. He said that he's doing that. They don't want to do that, so they won't confirm any of his appointees. So they can just drag their feet. The big ones, you know, the the big ones, EPA and stuff like that, that the news pays attention to. Uh, they, you know, they had to do something with that or it was just like, um, these, we won't do this one. We'll wait till it's somebody else. It's going to be some lowly bureaucratic office that they're going to do this with. Yeah, I know. So, which is probably like, uh, I don't know, 400 of the 529. And if you were appointed the head of that unconstitutional bureaucracy, you would start firing people. No. And just leave it. Oh, leave no, it. No, I would yes. not. No, I would not. I go down to the circuit breaker and I turn off the power, and I tell everybody, "You're all fired." The door is there, and it's being barred shut. This bureaucracy is gone. Right, and that's what they did at the State Department. We did that article. The first thing he did is tell these people that he got fired that uh, your your. Uh, office is going to just stay vacant. We're not even going to fill it. And I was like, that's brilliant. You just get rid of them and you just don't replace them with anybody. Right. That's what you do. Yeah. We don't need all these bureaucracies under bureaucracies. and bureauc- You know how many, we tried to do this, Brian. We tried to show how many agencies it, were under. What everything. you don't understand is this benefits the executive branch. These bureaucracies is what give it all its power. It ha- oh, it has no power without it. And uh, I keep getting keep getting kicked off what the heck of the internet ladies and gentlemen that's what we're talking about yes the, your live listeners you you probably realize they just disappear for a second or two and come back but uh, anyway, i don't know what's going on uh I, I might have to force something else anyway anywho anyhow that's what and if you what you're saying is true okay Th- that analogy that these bureaucracies and these agencies give the executive branch the power 
Why would a man come in there and dismantle that and diminish his power? Because he said he would. Because he doesn't care about it. No, he's, he's not there to, to wield power like Obama's did. No, he's, he's there to get the budget on track, start saving money, build up the military. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff on his plate. But get rid of Obamacare. That's the reason. <clears throat> and again, all they have to do is get rid of Obamacare. Don't do anything else. Just yeah. repeal the bill, and then the debate will start having substance and start going someplace because everybody's going to scream for a replacement, and they're going to have to do something. And you watch them start falling in line after that. Which is really sad. This, they're just wasting time. They're like, oh, yeah, we're trying to. Oh, no, we can't. Oh, Which is, again, really sad because the states do not have to listen to that law at all. Yeah, but they want to. That's again. the one thing they said, too, that one witch, one of the witches up there, uh, she wanted the, uh, oh, what the heck was it? Um, <laughs> well, see, they was, she was ranting about it so much, but there was one particular thing, specific thing that just left my brain. <laughs> okay, back to the Utes. Utes? Utes. The propaganda. And who who perfected propaganda, ladies and gentlemen? We did. Tommy Tommy Woodrow Wilson's administration. Oh, and I heard... That's where the Nazis learned it. That's where Goebbels learned how to do it. Yeah, you know what? I heard some other idiot talking head say, well, you know, the Russians are the inventors of propaganda. And I'm like, "Uh, no. No, they're not. (laughs) You idiot. Get Get off the radio. God, these people are so stupid. They have no idea about history. Oh, I, I, you could call the ads the eighteen hundred election uh, that you know it's I mean because it it was Propag- there's no broadcasting then but <laughs> no it was it was all lies it was all propaganda there was no truth behind it at all. Oh, thank you. I can play that tonight. Yes, it was just it was stupid. Uh, you know, idiot Alexander Hamilton was involved. Um, please do note, Thomas Jefferson did not depend any of those attacks against Adams. That he was wouldn't. Alexander Hamilton who did that. He wouldn't. I know he wouldn't, and he didn't. And he didn't rape his slave, and the, and their offspring is not his. Again, everyone says, but the DNA. Uh, what, this is not going to work. What's the, oh, what, we're, how we're running it? <laughs> it's not going to work? No, it's not. Oh. Well, you want to go to an early commercial? Brian? What? Let's go to an early commercial. All right, let's, let's do that. All right, so Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, because we'll be right back. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. 
but you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. It is also available at CircleBPublications.com in EPUB format, which should cover most of you for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, available in ebook format at Amazon.com and CircleBPublications.com. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. 
back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I don't know why I keep getting kicked off. This is really annoying me. Uh, if it happens again, I'm going to have to try something else. Back to the Utes. Utes. And propaganda. And NBC. And the parents that are using their children like this should be uh, held up for child abuse. This is ridiculous. Never in my lifetime, ever, Brian, ever, 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 would we take our children and do this to them. Obama started it. Obama did it during his campaigns. You don't remember? Barack Hussein Obama. Yeah, we have that clip. Oh, I can play that too. (laughs) We still have that clip. So CNS at NBC, the National Broadcasting of Communism, seems to have gone out of its way to present all children as being terrified of a Trump-led nation. NBC did not immediately respond to requests for comment. ABC, the American Broadcasting of Communism, News, also produced a video right before the inauguration in which children addressed Trump, but its project showed children who showed enthusiasm or hope about the new president as well as others who expressed concerns. The technique of doing it is not new. Jeffrey Seglin, director of Harvard Kennedy School Communications Program, told Fox News. It's been done for years. It's a feature piece. No, it hasn't been done for years. I don't, again, well, yeah, the Barack Obama, yeah, it's been done for years. Seglin said the NBC News piece did not strike him as intentionally created to be anti-Trump. Are you crazy? Noting that the students all seem to be in the same setting. Seglin said he would have liked to have known what part of the country the network went to for the videos. Seglin noted, however, that the while ABC News did a similar project, its handling of having children address the new president was decidedly more even-handed. In the ABC video, there are very different views expressed by the children, he said. Yeah, it's still the same thing. It's still propaganda. And, uh, you know, yes, uh, during Obama, he used kids all the time, didn't they? Yes, they did. All right, an up-down. From NPR News? What the heck is that? Yeah, I know. I didn't. That's what it said. It, I couldn't find anything else. It, that, that's what the headline was. That was their tag was. Everything was NPR News. Minnesota State Congressman Keith Ellison, Islamic individual, fell short Saturday in his campaign to run the Democrat National Committee, losing losing to former Labor Secretary Tom Perez. Following the vote, Ellison called on his supporters to unite behind their new leader. We don't have the luxury, folks, to walk out of this room divided. We don't have that luxury, said Ellison, and I just want to say to you that it is my honor to serve this party under the chairmanship of Tom Perez. Hey, they really wanted this muzzy in there. I, that, I This is really shocking to me because they were pushing. Everybody was talking about this muzzy. Yes, because he's black and a Muslim. It's perfect. So what the hell happened? Did God step in again? Seems like it. Uh, I'm, you know, I wasn't a fan of him ever being sworn in on the Quran either. 
oh, you should protect now. No, I'm sorry. We're a Christian nation, and Islam is the enemy of Christianity. Always has been. All right. Um, Perez made a conciliatory move by appointing Ellison the party's deputy chairman. Ellison had offered to leave Congress if he <clears throat> if he won the top post, but said he won't give up his Minneapolis area seat to be second in command. Perez crossed the 50% barrier to reach 234 votes in the second round of voting. Ellison finished with 200. The race was almost over after the first ballot when Perez came within one vote of a win. Less than no candidates dropped, which put just more than dozen votes back in play, but the margin between the top two candidates, about the margin between the two top candidates. The voting poll in the race was small, with fewer than 450 state party officials and representative of allied organizations. That didn't prevent the candidates from blitzing the country, plastering the convention hall and signs, holding open bar receptions, and passing out plenty of free gear with their names in big letters. It was seen as the most contested election for party leader in a quarter century. The election comes months after Democrats experienced big setbacks, losing the White House race to Republican Donald Trump and failing to pierce the Republican dominance in Congress. Oh, well, don't forget about, what was it, how many legislative seats were lost? 200 And governors. Yeah. Most of the country is now run by Republicans. Which we're not too happy about either. No, because I don't like Republicans. (laughs) I don't like them either. (laughs) Well, I would if they actually follow the party platform. For months, the race had been regarded as a rerun of the rocky Democrat primary for president in 2016, with Ellison locking down much of the Bernie Sanders wing of the party, because those idiots don't realize they're told, Islam is just, it's all religions equal. If all religions equal, how come we choose one over another? Obviously, they're not equal. Yeah, but you know what I don't understand? As, I, you know, we, I listen to the news all the time. I listen to talk radio all the time. His name was the only one that I've ever heard of. Nobody else was talking about these other people that were running. No, they weren't. I didn't, we don't watch the, the news, though. We don't watch well, TV but, news, or we would have probably been inundated with it. Well, we watch the local news, right? And then we listen to talk radio. It doesn't happen. The local news isn't going to talk about that. They talk about local news. That's why I listen. That's why I watch it. Otherwise, I wouldn't watch it. Because it's the alphabets. So the Perez spurred on by loyalists to Hitlery Rotten Clinton, there wasn't, a, there wasn't exact overlap, however. Still, the next chairman is sure to have a pivotal role in remaking the party ahead of the 2018 midterm elections and a 2020 presidential contest. Democrats hope to feed off large protests and displays of resistance in the opening month of the Trump presidency. They're not large, they're small, and they're paid for. Not grassroots, paid for, organized, the whole nine yards. And they're deep pockets, so if you think that a mayor saying you're going to have to pay for the damage means anything, uh, not to George Soros it doesn't. Well, and I just heard that Arizona is in, is putting in effect for the state law that if you if you as an organizer of a protest and it come how do they how do they put it if 
the protest becomes a riot or there is any kind of destruction of property, they are going to charge the organizers of that protest. Right. And it depends how much George Soros wants to cause havoc. It's just a matter of how much money he's willing to throw at it at a specific strategy. But yeah, the, the smaller the smaller people that don't have deep pockets, they're not going to want they're not going to want that. So who, this what they're trying to say: whoever applies for the permit is what who's going to pay for the damage. And if you don't have a permit, whoever organized it will pay for the damage. They could probably throw you in jail too, you know. Oh, and of course, I have to hear a libertarian. Uh, this was on her show, actually, uh, Kennedy, say, "But you know what? Well, they're going to impede in free speech, and and how did the organizers know that these people aren't going to infiltrate them?" The organizers Please. pay them. That's how. That's what I, I'm like, you idiot! They're if it wasn't paid. for the paid people, there wouldn't be any people. Uh, You'd get a handful of people showing up because that's about that's their party base. But uh, you know, if you pay people seventy five dollars or up a day to go protest when they're living at home on ramen noodles with mommy, well, you know, that's good living. They're they are literally professional protesters, as the BLM people are. They were that BLM movement was funded by George Soros. For for kick out money, the startup money, I think it was five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Five hundred thousand dollars to just to get started. But then they got a federal grant under Obama's administration for millions. Who did? Black Lives Matter. Oh, so yeah. they're all rich. They're millionaires. They they, right, they they travel around and they and they cause havoc and they get paid. It's just a wonderful thing for them. Someone actually going to pay me to be violent? This is fun. You know, destruction of public property at, on that level is a felony. You kids better watch out. That might be the only job you ever get for the rest of your life. <clears throat> well, you go away for a felony, you come out a convicted felon. We all know convicted felons have no rights in this country, right? It's wrong, but that's what it is. Okay, back to Trump. Back to this nonsense. Still, the next chairman is sure to have a pivotal role in remaking the party ahead of twenty-eight and the uh, presidential contest. So they're going to be working off feed off large protests, but there are no large protests. But there are protests all around the world. Yeah, well, there's a. If you're adding Europe, Europe's full of progressive freaks. What are you talking about? I mean, they got, there's no rights over there. They don't have any rights. You have any right to free speech? That's hate speech laws over there. Bad enough, we have hate crime laws that need to be repealed because they're unconstitutional and they don't exist anyway. Not in the not in the constitutional republic; it does not exist. Right now, we have to face the facts. We are suffering from a crisis of confidence, a crisis of relevance. Perez said to DNC members as he asked for their support. You don't understand. Even idiots that blindly vote Democrat are pissed off about the debt. It's unbe- It was an unbelievable amount of money for one administration to spend. Doubling all the debt 
more than doubling all the debt that he inherited when he came to office. More than doubled it. He complained under George W. Bush he was spending too much. He was fighting a war on terror. He was building a, a new intelligence agency. All this stuff costs money. Wars cost money. And, and before you even get started on that, our founding fathers were clear. The only reason for the country to borrow money is to go to war. That is it. You want to know why? Because that federal government's not supposed to do anything for anybody for any reason. There is no charity in the Constitution. There is no redistribution of wealth in the Constitutional Republic. None. So keep telling me how you live in a Constitutional Republic and we do not. In his time at the microphone, Ellison said the party needs a major shift after a decade of largely losing ground in Washington and the states. Losing ground? You've been progressing your progressive agenda for over 100 years. There were no setbacks. This election might turn into one, hopefully. But you've been adding on your, on your progressive agenda year after year after year. Every time a Republican reaches across the aisle, he's getting pulled over, and we go into debt further. And the socialism has to stop. And I hear one more idiot try to tell me the, uh, the dictionary definition of socialism is when the government controls all levers of, of uh, industry. Manufacturing. We... Our government doesn't have control over it. They're called regulations, and regulations are laws. Look it up. There are laws that tell companies exactly what they have to do or run afoul of the government. These are the things we need to get rid of. We need to get back to a free market. We, don't, we haven't had one my whole life, probably not even your whole life. We're talking about over a hundred years. There ain't too many people at all. We've got to win elections, Ellison said. We're in this mess, not because we lost one election, but a thousand elections. He said that means ramping up neighborhood organizing, which his supporters had argued is his strong suit. Ellison had pledged to put his congressional seat on the line, saying he would resign from the U.S. House if elected as chairman. Several DFLers in the Minnesota stand legislators were eyeing up a run in the event of a vacancy. In an interview with NPR News on Friday, Ellison said he would return to Congress with renewed vigor if denied the chance to lead his national party. I will intensify our door-knocking and our engagement. I'll try to help people all over the country get elected, even from my seat in Congress, he said. Yes, well, Ellison, we don't need commies, and we certainly don't need Islamic infiltrators dressed up in legislative clothing. When that man swore in i said this is bad this is a turn this is something bad happening right now in history this is going to have an impact and then well you know we have crazy jihadist islamic jihadists going nuts 
all over the world, but they're not going away. They are they are the evil of the end times. They will be there. Christians, Jews, and Muslims will be there, and we will be fighting the Muslims. Why? Because Islam is evil. It is the religion of Lucifer. No. Satanic cults have nothing on Islam. Satanic cults are are harmless compared to Islam. All right, up from the ABC News. American Broadcasting of Communism. Of the 81 people arrested, Johnson said 60... What? No story starts off of the 81 people arrested. Well, now what? I guess we'll just skip it. There's no beginning of that story. It just says, of the 81 people arrested, that's how it starts. For what? What were they doing? What's going on? Time to bring up your links and look it up. But we'll just scroll on by that one. On up down from the Associated Press, officials in Washington State, where recreational marijuana is legal, vow to fight any federal crackdown on the nascent industry after White House spokesman Sean Spicer said they should expect to see stepped-up enforcement of anti-pot laws. First of all, all, all national government laws over drugs are unconstitutional. They're not... You, they're not allowed to pass laws to ban substances. No power in the Constitution grants that. That means they need to amend the Constitution. And a common sense way we can know that. Does everybody remember prohibition? That's when they prohibited alcohol. They amended the Constitution to do that. It's the 18th Amendment. Look it up. Then when they wanted to make it legal again, well, what did they have to do? Oh, they had to amend the Constitution again. That's the 21st Amendment. You might want to look it up. How come they never did that for marijuana, heroin, whatever? There's no amendment for that. They have no power over drugs. We got to wake up to these facts because these are the things that each one of these little things that everyone says, well, I could like the government doing Big rubber band, just keep... Uh. There's nothing, No. Anything you can take away from the federal government, good. Money, power, everything. Bing, bing, boom. That's all good. Anything else, bad. Someone needs to explain to Trump the Constitution and the fact that there is no federal laws about drugs. They don't exist. Ask Thomas Jefferson. Look up the Kentucky Draft Resolutions, 1792. It was about the Alien and Sedition Acts. Bob Ferguson, Attorney General in Washington State, which joined Colorado in 2012 as the first states to legalize recreational use of the drug, said he requested a meeting last week with Attorney General Jeff Sessions about his approach to legal, regulated marijuana. We will resist any efforts to thwart the will of the voters in Washington, Ferguson said Thursday. Well, you know, the federal government better watch itself. 
they start do, they start acting like progressives doing this stuff, going out to the states, telling them what they can and cannot do. They're going to lose support. It's not a good thing. The comments came shortly after Spicer offered the Trump administration's strongest indication to date of a looming crackdown on recreational pot, saying, I do believe you'll see greater enforcement of federal law. Not all federal law is enforceable. Again, Constitution, President Trump. I don't hear him, I never, I know, I said it all along, I didn't hear him ever talk about the Constitution, he doesn't know about the Constitution, he doesn't understand the Constitution. I know. I was hoping he was going to have an advisor to whisper in his ear all the time. No, you can't do that. But speaking in response to a question at a news conference, he offered no details about what such enforcement would entail. President Donald Trump does not oppose medical marijuana, Spicer added, but that's very different than recreational use, which is something the Department of Justice will be further looking into. I can save you a ton of my money. There's no reason to look into it. You have zero power over marijuana. None. Nothing. And by the way, our economy would would benefit from legal growth of marijuana because it could be used to restore cropland that's been used for generations. It's not only that. It could be just... made into clothing. It's, uh, it's a medicinal herb. I mean, I can go on and end. Uh, doesn't matter. Nothing in the Constitution allows them the power over substances. Oh, and by the way, people of faith, uh, my husband's a <laughs> interfaith minister. So he's coming at it, but you never got it. Yeah, it was right there. Water. Anyway, um, he's coming at it from the the aspect of God. God wouldn't put anything on this planet that we could not use, or you know, anything could be abused. And and that's another that's another topic. No, I was just coming at it as a constitutional point. Period. If you want me to talk about the morality of it, I'd be glad to. It's amoral and it's wrong for you to tell other people through legislative coercion how to live their lives. What to do, what not to do, etc. That's not common law. Common law is supposed to be damage to person or property. If there's no damage to person or property, there is no crime. We need to understand this. We need to not be afraid of this. Uh, my my fellow Christian conservatives, please. I know you're scared to death. It'll break the fabric of society. No, it won't. But all this anti unconstitutional behavior has, and will end up killing this country. See, everybody's got that. Well, we want that. Well, yeah, but they want this other thing that you don't want. You see how that works? Everybody wants something, which is why the government can't be involved in giving you anything. Well, the other also the other point is that the Trump administration keeps saying about the drug cartels and there's drugs in the streets and the drugs in the streets. Well, if it was legal, that would half of it would go away. No, the drugs in the street, the drugs in the street. They don't say that. There's violence in the street. There's violence in the street. They say again. Letting us take the violence over. around drug dealers yes. would go away yep. because it would it would be legal and therefore not illegal. And the only way legal dealers could possibly make money is to undercut the legal. And thank you for all the people in the states that have passed this law, which taxed the living crap out of it and doesn't allow them to have bank accounts. Everything has to be done in cash, no credit. 
uh, hampering the business all the way and adding 50% taxes onto it. Well, that's just going to, it makes it as expensive as buying it illegally. You know, it's really funny that the state, everything's. You're standing in the wrong place. Oh, okay. Exactly the wrong place, as I told you not to do. Now you can talk. What? Now you don't want to talk. You just couldn't stand there and talk. We really need to limit the up and down stuff. <clears throat> President, where was I anyway? Oh, he doesn't oppose med. That's nice. Uh, how about you don't oppose freedom? Then we can talk. Well, and the states, they're schizophrenic. You know, the states' rights, states' power. Right. And then that, they are correct about the federal government not telling them about illegal about immigration. They are right about the federal government not telling them they can't legalize a substance. But at the same time, they're letting the federal government run all over them. They have no idea what to do. Man, Susan, you were way off. You better sit here and pay attention when I talk. This is not that article. No, I know it's not, but the whole well, thing Well, it's that, important to stick on topic, okay? Well, so, no, because this is, a, this is a state right, right? Yes, Susan, but you're telling me they're all over the place. No, they haven't made any specific constitutional stances that I know about. But they're, they're going to take federal money, but at the same time, they're going to tell the feds that you can't tell us what to do. Well, you moved on to a different thing. Now we're talking about states' rights and taxes. Right. But you're putting way too much into this. It's about propaganda. It's about it's about liberty. It's about they don't have the power in the Constitution to do this, so they can't do this. That's the point. That's the only point. Nothing else matters. Unconstitutional, it is does not exist. Yes, but the, they can enforce unconstitutional laws through coercion. Coercion force. Of course they can. But only if we let it. We the people still have the power. We the people can still overthrow the government if need be. Read the Declaration of Independence. Anytime. It says anytime a government. I'm not going to repeat the whole thing. Anytime a government, fill in the blank, does this, we have a right to overthrow it. Everybody needs to read the Declaration of Independence. They all think the Constitution and Declaration of Independence have nothing to do with each other. And I keep trying to explain that the Constitution is the fulfillment of the Declaration of Independence. It has everything to do with the Declaration of Independence, with inherent unalienable rights by our Creator. Now, if we can get... President Trump up to snuff on this stuff, we'd be much better off. A renewed focus on recreational marijuana in states that have legalized pot would present a departure from the Trump administration's statement in favor of states' rights. A day earlier, the administration announced that the issue of transgender student bathroom access was best left to the states and local communities to decide. Right. Now apply that to everything. And you... You'll get it. In other words, you can't pick and choose. Right, but everybody does. They don't want to know the Constitution because it's mean. 
It's not mean. It's it's not mean. It's not nice. It is a document. It is law. Laws always mean because you have to apply it, and that's always mean. However, the national government has only the enumerated powers directly stated in the Constitution and no more. Nope, no implied powers in the Constitution. Eh, you're an Alexander Hamilton. Never listen to Alexander Hamilton. He lies, lies, and yes, he lied in the Federalist Papers. His his talking about what the judiciary should be like wasn't constitutional. But they sure did flood the courts when they got kicked out of office, didn't they? Um, yeah, we've been in rough times before, ladies and gentlemen, but the world's a different place now. The enforcement would also shift away from marijuana policy under the Obamanist administration, which said in a 2013 memo that it would not intervene in states' marijuana laws as long as they keep the drugs from crossing state lines and away from children and drug cartels. But the memo carried no force of law and could be written rewritten by Sessions, who has consistently said he opposes legal marijuana, but has not indicated what he might do. Eight states in Washington, D.C. have legalized marijuana. I'll tell you what, this is this is Jeff, Jeff Sessions' Alamo right here. This this is where a conservative this is where you can tell what a conservative is just a real conservative or a convenient conservative. If Jeff Sessions goes after him, he's a convenient conservative and he should know the constitution and he should know federal laws drug laws are unconstitutional and unenforceable you know this is the same standoff if they're going to really do this that we had before the civil war states rights yep it's the same thing telling a state of what they can and cannot do it isn't the same thing i know we like to say that but let's be clear the civil war was uh had slavery involved in it and that changes everything because that completely polarized the states slavery was important in no way abraham lincoln would have got the support he did and the people volunteering for the war they did without using slavery as a recruiting tool he wanted to abolish slavery he was an abolitionist the country was full of abolitionists the whole north full of abolitionists the problem was how to get the states to stop having slaves and the southern states were like we can't we don't have slaves we have no crops we have no crops we have no money we have no money nobody eats including the slaves that are freed (laughs) anyway we got to go to breaks and cooperative radio show you stay tuned cause we'll be right back
bureaucracy in Iran. He said he must be fair today, equal work means equal pay. Bureaucracy in Iran. He said we must take the stand to make sure everyone gets a chance. Bureaucracy in Iran. He, he said red, yellow, black, and white all are equal in this site. Bureaucracy in Iran. Yes. Okay, now everybody, let's sing it together on the count of three. All right. I like that. One, two, three. Some political watchers are saying this could be the nastiest, most negative election season of all time. This campaign season seems like candidates have taken dirty to a whole new level. When pundits start shouting and politicians start calling each other's names, it can seem like a return to civility is not possible. Like they, the very idea is a relic of some bygone, bygone era. John Adams is a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who wants to start a war with France. While he's not busy importing mistresses from Europe, he's trying to marry one of his sons to a daughter of King George. Haven't we had enough monarchy in America? I'm Thomas Jefferson, and I approve this message because John Adams is a hideous, hermaphroditical character with neither the force and firmness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. If Thomas Jefferson wins, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Are you prepared to see your dwellings in flames, female chastity violated, children writhing on a pike? I'm John Adams, and I approve this message because Jefferson is the son of a half-breed Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes, and Hamilton is a Creole bastard brat of a Scotch peddler. The nastiest, most negative election... Candidates have taken dirty to a whole new... It can world. seem like a return to civility is not possible. 
King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of black power does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're gonna have to kill some crackers. You're gonna have to kill some of their babies. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. And you're still not through the ups and downs. <laughs> I told you! Uh, this one's a pet peeve of mine. I know. All the nonsense. It's all propaganda around marijuana. And uh, I'm sorry, it's not a gateway drug either. That's another stupid myth that they propagated so this is the propaganda show because i just played the barack hussein obama and the 1800 elections ah that's scary hearing those kids do that i'm sorry that really my hair the hair on my arm little that i have goes right up when i hear those kids praising this man yeah did you remember the paramilitary kids they had the teenagers they were all in paramilitary uniforms marching around. No. Oh, yeah. There was that, too. But uh, Trump's a Nazi. No, uh, but he should have nothing to do with this because he should know. It's not not the federal government's job. Eight states in Washington, D.C. have legalized marijuana for recreational use. The Justice Department has several options available should it decide to enforce the law including filing lawsuits on the grounds that state laws regulating pot are unconstitutional because they are preempted by federal law, but they are not. Federal law does not trump state law. Actually, the other way around. Sorry. Federal government is only allowed to make law based on what's in the Constitution, which means they're not able to do any of that crap up there that they do. Again, this would be uh, ironic that this issue is going to either propel us into a revolutionary war or have the states stand up for their own rights. It's it's going to be a lot of things. It's not going to be this issue. It's going to be a lot of things. Well, I know it's the immigration but issue. Liberty too. is liberty, and constitution's the constitution. And I know nobody wants to go into office and say we really don't have any power, but you don't. So undo, just undo all the. All the national government BS. Just undo it. You're not allowed to do anything. Just undo all the garbage that's been done. Enforcement could also be as simple as directing U.S. attorneys to send letters to recreational marijuana businesses, letting them know they're breaking the law. They're not breaking the law because federal laws on drugs are unconstitutional. Period. It's never been clearer. Again. 18th and 21st Amendment. Read them. 
This also is going to show if the state is going to stand up for their people. We'll see. Kevin Sabat, head of the anti-marijuana group Smart Approaches to Marijuana, said pot enforcement is a matter of public safety. Really, why? What's 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 so bad about marijuana over alcohol? Why is marijuana worse than alcohol? Marijuana is not physically addictive at all. Some people alcohol it is. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah, I know you've heard that you get it. You cannot get addicted to it. You can get mentally addicted to anything, but you will not get physically addicted to marijuana. I know. I've used it. I know all about marijuana. And it's not what they say it is. You'd be better off with people having marijuana than alcohol. But no. Here we go with the left again with smart approaches to marijuana. It's mislabeling again. Now, I don't know if that's the left or the right. I know. I think it's the right. It's a, it's, it, whoever it is uh, is not a conservative. He's on the right. He's on the left, not the right. I'm sorry. If you're trying to say that pot enforcement is a matter of public safety and a power of the national government, uh, you might as, you're, you're on the left. I don't care if you call yourself a conservative. You're not a conservative. You are on the left. You're for big government. You're for taking away liberties from people. That's fine if that's who you are, but own up to it. You're not a conservative. John McCain is not a conservative. Oh, my goodness. Shut up, McCain. Lindsey Graham is not a conservative. Shut up, Lindsey. Now i got to play them. Old McDonald (laughs) is it? I mean, I can keep going on. Just shut up and go away, you old man. Listen to this nonsense, this Sabbath guy. The current situation is unsustainable. That's just, that means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. You can't say that. How would you know? What's sustainable and what's not until it's sustained or not. This isn't an issue about states' rights. Yes, it is. It's an issue of public health. I don't care. You don't have any control of public health. No federal power over public health. There is none in the Constitution. None. It's annoying. I hate when people talk about the Constitution and states' rights when they have no idea what they're talking about unsustainable go away washington governor jay inslee and ferguson the state's attorney general sent a letter last week to sessions asking to discuss the issue and laying out the state's arguments for keeping its regulated market in place our state's efforts to regulate the sale of marijuana are succeeding they wrote in the letter which was released thursday a few years ago the illegal trafficking of marijuana lined the pockets of criminals everywhere now in our state Illegal trafficking activity is being displaced by a closely regulated marijuana industry that pays hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. This frees up significant law enforcement resources to protect our communities in other more pressing ways. In Washington State, sales at licensed pot shops now average nearly $4.4 million per day, with little evidence of any negative societal effects. That's close to $1 billion in sales so far for the fiscal year that began last July, some $184 million of which is state tax revenue. 
and still I bet they're in debt. Spicer's comments came the same day as Quinnipiac polls said 59% of Americans think marijuana should be legal and 71% would oppose a federal crackdown. I don't know polls. They they make things up. You can't trust polls. I, I, no, I don't know a source I trust. I don't. I don't trust them unless they seem to they seem to re- reflect what I'm seeing in in society. Then I could I can okay, I can go along with that. But uh, polls like this, I I don't know who to believe about that, and I don't I don't care how many Americans think what. Uh, it's unconstitutional. We're done talking. It's one word. It's all you need. In Pueblo, Colorado, legal marijuana has helped fund college scholarships, parks, jail improvements, and school drug prevention programs, County Commissioner Sal Pace said. Really? Did it pay down your debt? Most Americans agree on this issue. Let the states decide, Pace said. Yeah, and then they should tell you, uh, you're taxing the crap out of that. How come uh, I'm not seeing seeing, uh, debt go down? You're just spending more money. And that is the problem. They will always spend more money. Whatever money they can get, even if they have all this extra, they they have to borrow. They'll borrow. They don't care. But the last thing they'll do is pay down the debt. Because they believe one day the whole thing will fall apart and uh, they won't have to pay anything. Well, it's already unconstitutional that they're in debt. It says clearly that the states are not allowed to go into debt. It's in Article 1, Section 9. Easy to remember, because 9 is German for no. And 9 has got all the things they can't do. Specifically. But not limited to. So I say, uh, let that's good. Most people are deciding, let the states decide. Maybe more people are waking up to the fact that the national government is out of control. It's too big. It has too much power. We didn't give them this power. We don't want this. This isn't working. Because this isn't working. Look around. It isn't working. I'm sorry. Obama has had eight years to show improvement. And all he's all he's done he blew is everything up. He's destroyed everything. He really he, did. He blew everything up. Oh, well, he blew up what he could. He did everything he could, but he would have done much more. He wanted to collapse our economy. It just didn't work. Again, I don't just blame him, Brian. I blame our elected cockroaches. They did nothing, nothing to oh, stop this man. All there's a handful of people in Washington D.C. that know anything about liberty and the Constitution. Handful. That's it. And the fact that we had to wait for another president to be elected to get rid of all this oppression, not all of it, but a lot of it on the states, and the states didn't do it by themselves, is just disgusting to me. Here's a good here's a good test. I'm curious. What does Ted Cruz think about marijuana? Do, 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 no, no, no. He's supposed to be a constitutionalist. He knows everything about the Constitution. He stands for the Constitution. Well, what does the Constitution say? Nothing. And when the Constitution says nothing, it means you can't do it. It's left to the states and the people, respectively. Read the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. And this next article is going to go to my point. 
We shouldn't have to wait for Trump to do anything. This was a states' rights issue as well. Well, we have to wait because the go- the government is uncontrolled, out of control. They don't listen to us. They don't care what you think. They saw the brass ring, and now they're seeing it taken away by the other party, and they're pissed. Well, it's not even. It's getting taken away by someone's really in no party. He, he, has, he has to fight Republicans and Democrats. That's because they're both progressive. Again, pray for our president. Yes, and pray for and pray for yourself because I know most people do not like my message because it seems scary. I can't. What do you mean there'll be no government controlling this? Government control that? Well, we got to have the government control. Everybody thinks that government has to control something. No, it doesn't unless it says so in the Constitution. Like coining money, which they don't do. They print it. Unconstitutional, it says coin. No, it doesn't mean over time it can be replaced with money because money is is, is uh, an advancement from coining. No, it wasn't. We had paper money before we had the Constitution. And, it, and like all fiat currency, it ended up being worth nothing. Confederate dollars, too. Go ahead, go, go find some Confederate dollars. See how much they're worth. Nothing. They're just paper. The novelties now. That's the only thing they're worth. That's worth anything. They're just novelty items. So they understood fiat currency is bad. It failed, and they never wanted to see it again. They chose coined money. They already had paper money. It was. It failed. It's, it was no good. It stinks. And it all throughout history, that's what it does. Printed money ends up being come worthless sooner or later. That's all there is to it. And it would have already happened in the United States of America, except we're the reserve currency for the world, so we can print all the money we want without worrying about devaluing our dollar. And that's what we've been doing. And lending money at 0% interest rate. Um, why is the government lending money? Is that not supposed to be lending money? This it's just so everything is wrong up there. Just everything. The whole show that you've gotten used to is all fake. The whole thing was fake, like the like wrestling was on TV. Whole thing is fake. It's nothing but circus and bread, and you've bought into it because it's been this way your whole life, and because the courts say so, and the courts have to say so. Whatever the courts say. Well, no, that's not how the Constitution reads. Whatever the courts say, it's whatever the Constitution says. That's the rule of law. Not the rule of man. Judges don't decide. Judges don't reinterpret or look through a different lens than the people who created the law. It is the original intent of the law that matters, whether it's the Constitution or a piece of legislation. That's the same. The courts are not. To overturn law, they're not to make law, they are to apply law. So if the president doesn't veto, Susan, who should be ones to say it's unconstitutional? The governors of the state. State legislatures. Uh, state government, we'll just say that, state government, because... No, state to the governor. The governor says no. Well, the governor has to be willing to say no, but the legislature has to vote on it. But that's the, way, still, it was, that's the yeah. way it's set up. The legislative branch decides. If they fail, 
in their mission to stop unconstitutional federal law from being enforced on its citizens. Well, what's our recourse then, Susan? Revolution. Wrong. (laughs) Wow. I guess I have to go over this all the time. Uh, No, jurors are the next to decide. When you get a case where someone's going to be incarcerated for a law, you ask the question, is that law based on a power in the federal or state constitutions? And if not, you're not to enforce it, which means you cannot find them guilty. You can't be guilty of a law that doesn't exist. Except that now the judges tell the jurors what to do. Yeah, well, again, we need to be we need to have smart people on the juror pool so they can tell the jurors this, the real deal, who's in charge and why. Takes one of me in a in a jury to swing the whole thing. Take one of you in a jury to swing the whole thing. Really? And if I bought the little pamphlet that we had that had the power of the jurors and I told the jurors that I was going to give this out to them and one of them you goes can't. to the judge. You can't. Thank you. You're I not, couldn't. No. You know, but you're allowed to talk about whatever you want. You can't hand out material. Uh, that's adding evidence into, into the case, which you're not allowed to do as a juror. But you can request copies of the Constitution. You can request copies of the Declaration of Independence. And you can request, the uh, obviously, the actual law so you can read it. Those things, those things should always be asked for by the jurors. But what happens? Oh, we're so smart. All the smart people, they get out of jury duty. Only idiots go to jury duty. Okay, you're so sure you're never going to go up in front of a judge and jury? Yeah. That you're going to no. let idiots decide whether you're guilty or not? Well, we don't need idiots in the jury pool. We need people that understand the Constitution and the founding of this nation and that we're a nation of laws. And so stop trying to get out of jury duty, please. It's your duty to help. You're going to be sitting on something. It may seem a stupid case to you, but if somebody's being wrongly fined even, or incarcerated for a law that does, people did not give the government the power to create, then you, then you don't convict. It's that simple. And that's the system that we're supposed to have. The judicial system's completely out of control like the rest of the federal government, and everybody keeps talking about these checks and balances that don't exist. They were not set up checks and balances. They were just set up, this is the power you have, this piece of paper, that's it. You got it? That's all you get to do, and not a thing more. And from the very beginning, ladies and gentlemen, it's like it's human nature. Even back in the 1800s and late 1700s, the legislative branch was constantly out of getting out of control, making laws and passing laws that were unconstitutional. Our first presidents had to veto bills all the time, explaining that you are you, you cannot do this. This is unconstitutional. You do not have the power. And send it back. Now, if he fails to do that, that's the the next thing, the next check. It's not the judiciary. It is the state legislature, the state government. They're the next in line. And then the people. And that's it. There's no other chain. That's right. The Supreme Court's left out. They're just out there in the field somewhere playing with themselves. It doesn't matter. They're not, they're not to hear these cases because they have no jurisdiction. Marbury v. Madison is the court giving itself power. 
and you can't do that either. But they did. But notice, no judge for like 100 years ever tried to use Marbury v. Madison for anything. And then all of a sudden, one court did, and it, we were so far down that they felt they could get away with it, and they did. And then from there, they decided everything. Then they started making law. Roe v. Wade was their first attempt at law. It was good, huh? Oh, they liked that, so they kept doing it. What? This is a more important conversation. It's a necessary conversation. All right, and up from CNSNews.com. Action taken by the Trump administration to reverse an Obamanist administration mandate that public schools allow transgender students to use the bathrooms and showers that coincide with their gender identity, not their biological sex, is a victory for parents, children, and privacy, said the Family Research Council on February 22nd. The FRC also said their step, made specifically by Education Secretary Betsy DeVos and Attorney General Jeff Sessions, fulfills President Trump's campaign promise to get the federal government out of the business of dictating school-showered bathroom policies. The Obamanist administration resorted to this coercive policy because they knew parents in schools would never be persuaded to force boys and girls to shower together stay together on school trips, and use the same locker rooms and bathrooms, he said. As it turned out, the persistence of parents was far stronger than the government's power of coercion. Parents refused to allow their their child's innocence to be sacrificed on the altar of government-imposed political correctness, said Perkins. Again, children that are transgender are obviously been sexually abused and they need to parents and family need to be investigated immediately that is how the school should respond this child seems to have been uh over sexualized at a young age little kids don't know boy girl sex transgender homosexuality we don't teach sex to little kids oh wait we let the schools do that <clears throat> Again, uh, they need help. They and if it is likely one of their family members abused them, so they should be investigated. I know that, but it, it's not. You're not crazy if you're transgender. It's just born. You were just born inside the wrong body. God doesn't make mistakes. Are your chromosomes in line? Are they XX or are they XY? Those are the only two things that matter: XX or XY. Stop with the birth certificate stuff because they can now decide to put whatever gender they want on the birth certificate regardless of the baby's gender so that'll just get you into more trouble now you just made a law saying that that's the way to do it and then now you're gonna have to actually follow the law and let them in the bathrooms eventually so again if you're doing this change the wording to state that you will go into the bathroom or anything of what your chromosomes say you are. If your chromosomes say you're a boy, you're a boy. If they say you're a girl, you're a girl. And that's nature and that's God and that's law. And that's the right way to approach it. I don't care what they put on a birth certificate. All I care about is biology. 
Oh, come on, it's science, you left-wing loons. You're supposed to, you always say you love science. I don't see that. Conservatives seem to love science. I think, I think progressives like the idea of science because they certainly never study it. He continued, today's announcement fulfills President Trump's campaign promise to get the federal government out of the business of dictating school, shower, and bathroom policies. The federal government has absolutely no right to strip parents and local schools of their rights to provide a safe learning environment for children. What we are taught in kindergarten, boys use boys' room and girls use girls' room, was made old-fashioned by liberal bureaucrats, said Perkins. Thanks to the Trump administration, parents and schools will remain free to protect the privacy and well-being of every student. According to a survey by WPA Opinion Research, two-thirds, 66% of Americans, disapprove of government-forcing schools, businesses, and nonprofit organizations to open the showers, changing facilities, locker rooms, and bathrooms, designated for women and girls, to biological males, and vice versa. Only 28% of you freaks approved. With just fifty percent strongly approving, those are the those are the ones that went over the cliff. <laughs> you got the cliff dwellers, twenty percent, and then over the cliff, fifteen <laughs> percent. Dr. Paul R. McHugh, the former psychiatrist in chief for John Hopkins Hospital and its current distinguished service professor of psychiatry, said transgenderism is a mental disorder that merits treatment. That sex change is biologic, biologically. Oh, excuse me, I got a fuzzy tongue. I got a Uh, Sex change is biologically impossible, as reported in the Wall Street Journal. Sex change is biologically impossible, said McHugh. People who undergo sex reassignment surgery do not change from men to women or vice versa. Rather, they become feminized men or masculinized women, claiming that this is civil rights matter and encouraging surgical intervention is in reality to collaborate with and promote a mental disorder. Well, then why don't you put homosexuality back in the treatment manual? Because that's just a different form of homosexuality. It's all a mental disorder. Put it back. You should have never took it out. There was no science to allow for it, but you did anyway. Now let's see you get it back in. This is what happens when you open the Pandora box of saying things are okay, like homosexuality, have to be protected. Oh, they're so... They're just misunderstood and everybody's mean to them and we got to protect them. And so we have 99% of the population suffering because of what 1% wants. And it's no, it is not an unalienable right to decide your sex. God decides. That's it. Anyway, we got to go to a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? 
Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details, not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about Elite Rehab Placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, Ed, welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Our half of two. Okay, well, I've got broken headphones again. Moving along to Venezuela news. More Venezuela. We just did this last night. Yeah, but when I grab it whenever I can because there's been a media blackout down there. Don't don't forget uh, Bolivia. Yeah, and people don't realize that that's the 
places where these pieces of brown crap are coming into our country, Brian, and also terrorists. That's our southern border. And you had said it once before, a long time ago, that one of the presidents, and I don't remember, you do, really screwed up our relationships with the South America, and it's something that we should have taken seriously. Oh, it was abominous. No, before him. I think G- it was Carter. GW? No, older than that. Oh, yeah, Carter did the same thing Obama did and made friends with our enemies and enemies of our friends. But it's not like we didn't perpetuate it. Uh, We should be, we should want good relations with our neighbors. You know, we shouldn't be, you know, why do we have military in South America burning crops? I don't care if it's illegal here. What gives us the right to send military into somebody else's country to destroy citizens of that country's crops, regardless of whether you like it or not? You don't think that's a little over the top? You don't think you'd be pissed off if somebody did that to this country? Yeah, let's say a bunch of blue helmets come in here and start raiding all the medical marijuana places or burning all all their stuff up. Would you be okay with that? Because the UN doesn't like drugs either because because it controls you. It likes to control you. It gives them power over you. Anyway, from Fox News, anything you give to the government, any time you give the government more power, you've lost liberty. The people have lost liberty. You may not feel it because in your life, you just don't have anything to do with it. But... You know, it's, there's something in everybody's life the government can get involved with to screw up your life. And it's always it's always the way this got out of control. Oh, I think it's kind of a good idea the federal government does X, Y, or Z. Bing, bing, bing. Well, I got a hundred years of that got us here. Now we got to get back to, no, the national government can't do anything. No, stay away from me. When we get to that level, we can get our republic back. You can't get your republic back by any gimmicks, like Convention of States. And yes, that's a gimmick, because that's not what was intended to be used at this point in time. This is way past when you were supposed to use the Convention of States. This is whoa, way past. That can't fix all this. It'd be well, they don't have the power now, but they took it anyway. Well, you're going to tell them by putting more words in the Constitution that. You're taking it back? Really? And you think they don't listen to the Constitution now, but they're going to listen to this amendment, right? Why? Why? They don't. Why do they have to listen? Who's going to enforce it? Why do they have to listen? This is the where we are, and this is why it's really dangerous. We got to. We can't lose this war. We can't afford to lose too many battles anymore. Yet alone the war. All right, from Fox News, Venezuela may now be the country in the world with the most millionaires. There is, however, a caveat. That money isn't worth much anywhere else in the world. Amid rampant inflation, widespread shortages of everything from toilet paper to medicine and failing economy, you mean like Cuba. The Venezuelan government recently introduced three new banknotes into the market ranging from 500 to 20,000 bolivars. But while somebody in Caracas can now carry 1 million bolivars in his billfold, in terms of 
U.S. currency, those 50 banknotes are only worth only about $300 on the country's black market. And one bill is valued at less than $6. That won't get you very far, Chris Sabatini, a professor at Columbia University's School of International and Public Affairs, told FoxNews.com. It's like the government has almost given up. They're just adding zeros to the end of these bills, and they don't mean anything, Sabatini added. There's going to come a time when they're going to run out of space on the bill for all those zeros. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro said the switch to the new bills was to combat smuggling along the country's border with Colombia. He added that transnational gangs hold entire warehouses full of 100 Bolivar notes in the Colombian cities of Cucata, Cartagena, Macau, and Guamanga. The government also, so propaganda. The reason the economy sucks is because bad people are counterfeiting our money or holding money or whatever. The government also believes that the new bills will help make shopping easier for Venezuelans as they currently have to carry large wads of banknotes around with them to obtain even the basic supplies. Before the new notes were introduced, the highest bill in Venezuela was 100 bolivars, which is worth about three cents on the country's black market. No official inflation data is available for 2016, but many economists believe Venezuela ended the year in triple digits, and it is forecasted to hit 1,600% this year. Despite government assertions that the new currency is meant to combat smuggling, many Venezuelans appear are skeptical. Okay, I'm just reading it. I think it is more of the same. One Caracas resident waiting outside a bank told the BBC earlier this week. Oh, by the way, did you know the BBC is owned by Google? If you're wondering why it's such a dripping left-wing rag. Effectively, what we're doing is putting more money on the street, attracting more inflation. Since global oil prices plunged in 2015, Venezuela hasn't had the funds to import basic goods such as food and medicine, creating acute shortages and stirring anger toward Maduro. Adding to the overall misery are a drastic rise in violent crime, especially in the capital city of Caracas. Rolling blackouts and widespread and oftentimes bloody protests against the government. There have been casualties and deaths on both sides of the protests, and accusations from the international community of human rights abuses and political oppression. The pressure that Venezuelans face every day is tremendous because of all the uncertainty, Sonia Schott, the former Washington, D.C. correspondent for Venezuela News Network, Globovision, told FoxNews.com, Nobody knows what will happen the next day. Adding to the difficulties with the new bills is the 100 Bolivar bill makes up to nearly 50% of the banknotes used in the country. According to central bank data released in November, more than 6.1 billion of the 100 Bolivar bills currently in circulation. The Maduro government initially imposed a 72-hour time limit for citizens to change or deposit their $100 100 Bolivar notes. 
for the newer higher bills, but this led to long lines at banks and in some cases riots. Authorities said there were protests and looting in at least six cities last month, including Maracabo, where police put down looting near a bank building and the eastern state of Bolivar, where mobs sacked several businesses. Young men waved their hundred Bolivar bills in the air and chanted, They're useless! Then turned and ran as police fired tear gas canisters. Dozens of people were arrested. And if you haven't figured out, that's why the national government for eight years and more has been pushing to get rid of paper money altogether. So now instead of having fiat money you can touch, you'll have fiat currency that's vaporware. It doesn't exist. It's just ones and zeros. It's just computer stuff. Then they could make as many credits as they want, right? It's not money. It's not printed money. The same thing happens with... See, this is the other global thing. That's why they want a global economy. We could have a great economy and the rest of the world could have crap. Or we could have a great economy and the rest of the world could have a great economy. Because there is no... You've been taught that there's just one financial pie. And if I take two pieces of pie, then there is only going to be six pieces left for everybody else. So they've got to cut up the pizza into smaller pieces so we can each have a an inch square piece of pizza to equal to spread that pizza around. That's not how currency and the economy and all that works. But I do that I've done that in another show, but you're seeing here what's playing out, what's played out in history before, and what I've been saying is going to happen here, and this will happen here, if we lose our reserve currency status, which certain countries are trying like heck to replace. If they succeed, we now have all this debt and all this money in circulation, and the whole thing's going to be a mess. We will then, if they ever succeed in that, and that's what the progs want, the economy will collapse. This is what's waiting for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the left wants for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the this is what left wing politics always brings. The, well, there's not look, I we could be successful. Europe could be successful. South America could be successful. We could all have great economies. The whole world would be happy. It doesn't matter. There's no limit to the amount of good economy that go around. I, I, we, each got, we each have our own pizza, man. And, it, it's, and it's like one of those never-ending pizzas. Everybody can succeed. There is no limit to... There's just this much money, and then if you, if I take it, then you gotta, you can't get it. That's what they tell you how it works. Doesn't work that way. Otherwise, why would these economies all collapse? These are all left wing collapse. Oh, it's just because it's poor South America. No, it's because it's communism and it failed. It's socialism. It failed. You can call it what you want. Progressivism. It failed. 
progressivism failed in this country over a hundred years ago, and we have it back in full force, and everybody seems to be embracing it now. No, embrace the small pebble of a government that's supposed to be up there. The deadline for removing the 100 Boulevard note from circulation has been extended multiple times since, and currently the bill will remain in circulation until February 20th. There is clearly no strategy in Venezuela but to surrender, Sabatini said. All right, from the Associated Press, Tariq El Asami, one of the most powerful men in Venezuela, just acquired more power. Last week, the self-proclaimed radically Chavista became the country's second in command after President Nicolas Maduro appointed him as vice president. The son of a Lebanese mother and a Syrian father, the 42-year-old El Asami is also one of the most obscure figures in government circles. He is suspected of having ties to the Islamist militant group Hezbollah and is reportedly being investigated by U.S. prosecutors for possible involvement in drug trafficking. It's very concerning, said Joseph Humir, executive director of Secure Free Society and an expert on radical Islam's presence in Latin America. I'm worried that his power will only grow stronger. Iran in particular benefits greatly from having Al-Asami as VP, as he has been their man in Venezuela. According to Humeri, Al-Asami allegedly controls a criminal and terrorist network across at least six countries that operates with several companies, accounts, and assets. This network, he said, moves illicit funds and drugs from Latin America to the Middle East and brings back foreign fighters suspected of belonging to Islamic terrorist organizations and are fleeing justice. South American fleeing justice. The Nazis did it, and, and now they're... Oh, wait. That's, I forgot. The Arabs were his ally. That's right, and it is an important thing. The Arabs were actually Nazi Hitler's ally, and it was Adolf Hitler who brought the rash increase in anti-Semitism to the Arab community. It's all in history. I did it on the show. You can look it up yourself. Well, this is important because we were, we had read a couple of articles about the Somalis coming over from Africa to South America and then coming here. And I'm saying to myself, how is that possible? Oh, well, yeah, there's a network. Right. There was a network uh, years ago in Venezuela. They were teaching them how to blend in so they look like they're Mexicans or South Americans and they speak Spanish fluently, and the whole the whole thing. And then they give them papers to get to Mexico and then Mexico would, get, would let them come here. And in some cases gave them visas to, to come here what, illegally but with, you know, forged paperwork. Or if, if they have a Venezuelan passport, then they're allowed in. Or if they have a Mexican passport, then they come here legally. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. But there's not a lot of that going on because South America is a disaster. That's the only good thing. This is why communism never spreads. It kills itself. You don't, you don't have to go to war with it. It'll kill itself. Yeah, but he's taking advantage of that now. Yep. Hold on. 
Muzzies are taking advantage of everything everywhere. That's what they do. And they're winning. They are. They're winning. I When I heard that woman on one of the news feeds, because uh, someone shot her husband and told him to get out of our country, what the, the, the Mac, what is the American government going to do? I'm like, get, get the hell out of my country. Well, that's the plan. Because they're victims now, Brian. No, they're not. They're always victims. I defy you to find one time in history where they didn't play the victim card. They always play the victim card until they're strong enough to to beat up and kill everybody. But they're winning. The they vi- do. They're winning the victim card everywhere. They oh, they've been doing it since seventh century A.D. It's the same plan. Every t- look, read the Quran. Are we never going? What are you doing, with Mecca, Medina? Are we never going to learn? No, because nobody studies history and nobody listens to people that screaming study history. They think you're weird and a nerd or something. History is important. If you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. And we are repeating it. All this left-wing, demon-crat nonsense going on, progressivism. It's evil. It's failed everywhere. It's been tried. It's failed, failed, and failed. But it's going to work here. Don't buy into this nonsense. We want the national government to do nothing but foreign things and protect us from invasion, which it's not doing at the moment. El Asami allegedly provides them with legal support and even money to conceal their true identities, the expert told FoxNews.com. That's an old story, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, literally years ago. There are rumors that Tariq El Asami met with high-level Hezbollah representatives in the tri-border area of Argentina, Paraguay, and Brazil. Brazil is where the Nazis went, remember? Yep. Prior to becoming minister in 2008 to arrange services by the Venezuelan government. These rumors are not confirmed, but should be investigated, Himiri said. Al-Asami's stellar rise started a couple of decades ago, when as a student leader he caught late President Hugo Chavez's attention and was recruited as one of the party's top assets. His zeal has remained intact through the years. Socialism is the way to saving the country, not capitalism. Show me one country socialism has show me, show me one country where socialism has brought that country out of poverty. One. Go. Do 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 you're not going to find one. <laughs> That's twice we've done that in the show. I did it, and you did it. You're just not going to. You're just not going to find it because it doesn't exist. Now look at India. How many people did we pull out of poverty in India? Hundreds of millions of people. Capitalism, free markets, but everybody calls it capitalism. Free markets. They say capitalism failed. Europe isn't capitalist. They're socialist. We're socialist. Or we wouldn't be doing Keynesian economics. Socialism has failed. Keynesian economics has failed. Our constitution didn't fail. When we get back to it, we'll be prosperous again. But we're a long way, a long way away from being able to do that. But we'll take, again, the small victories as we can get them. 
Start with your school board. Always start with your school board. Start from the ground up. Education is the one thing the founding fathers said when we're the government is not even this bad. Um, the only way the government can be put back and, and the constitutional republic can be restored is through educating the people. Because we the people are the ones the power comes from. We the people are the ones that have to keep the government in check. That means we the people have to understand our founding and our founding documents. We do not. You can You can patch the constitution all you want, but it'll just keep leaking. So I suggest you stop and get back to the Constitution. Then once we live under the Constitution for a decade, then we can say, you know what, this needs to be tweaked, that needs to be tweaked, and amend the Constitution accordingly. Or we might find out nothing needs to be done. We like it like this. But you won't know what you like it enough until you live under it, and you have never lived in the Constitutional Republic. Never. It's hard to take, I know. All right, uh, it's not the terrorist and criminal right, he said after being sworn in on January 4th. Al-Assami, also one of the richest men in Venezuela, was elected to Congress in 2005, appointed vice minister of citizen safety in 2007, and the following year he was tapped to the Interior and Justice Ministry. He headed the powerful ministry until 2012 when he was elected governor of Aragua. He left that post last week to become Maduro's right hand, and a heavy one at that. Alessami's first assignment as vice president has been to create an anti-coup command, in charge of preventing any attempts to destabilize the regime or unseat the unpopular president. The so-called command is already bearing fruit, with the arrest Wednesday of legislator from the opposition, Gilbert Caro, and the rearrest of a former general and strong critic of the regime. This is about capturing and breaking up opposition elements that insist in taking the path of violence, Elasami said upon Caro's arrest. President Dictator Nicolas Maduro has deployed the anti-coup command based on information provided by intelligence agencies. If he succeeds and elections are called in 2018 as scheduled, El Asami will very likely be the Chavista candidate. He is Maduro's trusted man, and this is probably a wise appointment, said former Caracas mayor Juan Barreto, a Chavista. In his inaugural speech, he wrote he spoke of a re-encounter with the people. Let's see if he does that from a place of partisanship or from a more open standpoint, he told FoxNews.com. But the more moderate wing of Chavismo has expressed some concerns, saying that political persecution is bound to increase. Nick Evans, a political scientist from the Chavista Maria Socialista Party, admitted he is worried that Al-Sami may resort to extremes to accomplish the very specific mission he's been assigned. He must make sure Maduro finishes his term. He's the one in charge of chasing and capturing political opponents, Evans said, and he's willing to do anything to achieve his goal. Ah, the ends justify the means. Solinsky. Congratulations. Solinsky got it from Islam. Yeah, Islam. Wait a minute. Hard break. Is, I, didn't, I, didn't I say it was half of two? 
Now it's, I gotta go. It's your Crawford Radio Show. You stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to redstatetalkradio.com. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists. We see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. I hear all this, you know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. I have found that a certain type that calls himself a liberal, and I always thought I was a liberal. <laughs> I came up terribly surprised one time when I found that I was a right-wing conservative <laughs> extremist. When I have listened to everybody's point of view, that I ever met, and then decide how I should feel. I mean, but these this so-called new liberal group, uh, Jesus, they never 
they never listen to your point of view and they make a decision as to what you think and uh, they're articulate enough and in control of enough of the press to force that uh, uh, image out for the average person. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be President. Trump will never be elected President of the United States. You're not going to be President. A man right? who will never be President of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be President of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. He's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. We don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about in Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. It, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. Elizabeth Warren, marauding bands. I think her IQ is three. <laughs> yes, marauding bands. Marauding bands. bands. They, protected, oh! they protected all the businesses from marauding bands. Oh, marauding bands. But she's right. You, They do bring their goods on the roads we all paid for. Uh, <laughs> through your private property taxes. Who do you think pays more, you or the business? Well, not only that, the gas taxes goes to highways. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Marauding bands. This is how you combat this. Factories pay far more in property taxes than, than individuals. So they pay their fair share of the cost of the infrastructure. And then, so then you can't use it as an argument for taxing them to death. Because they paid more than you already. So shut up and go away. Uh, you better know how to counter this kind of, they practice this propaganda so that it would land on most people and they would see it in the light that they want it to be seen. You have to outthink them. It's not that hard. They're progressives. They already made a bad choice. Obviously, they're not intelligent. 
oh boy, that really ticks off to you lefties. Ah, well, you know. If the shoe fits. Hey, you're stupid enough to fall for progressivism. That's enough for me. You should walk around with a sign that says I'm dangerous. Beware. All right. Moving along to space, the final frontier. Something besides politics is a nice change of pace. From Fox News, about 40 light years from Earth, there's an intriguing system with a dim red star and seven alien worlds rapidly orbiting it. And what makes the find so exciting is that three of those planets are in the Goldilocks zone of the star. The just right place where liquid water could exist on a planet's rocky surface. The announcement of the discovery around the star called TRAPPIST-1, made yesterday by NASA, is a reminder of the ultimate question. Is there life in the universe besides what we know of on Earth? What happened to uh, elevating the Muslim, finding all the things that they did throughout history that benefited civilization? That was your mandate under Obama. What happened? Where is it? Where's your Where's your evidence? Where, you're not even talking about it anymore. You wonder why? It's impossible to find any benefits to civilization because Islam is anti-civilization. It is, you stay in the Stone Ages forever. That's Islam. So everywhere they go, they tear things down, they destroy things, they make nothing. They, they don't do anything but spread misery. And that's and that is the true religion of Islam, not the the politically correct nonsense you keep hearing on the news. Oh, it's just some crazy radicals hijacked the No. No, that is the religion. The ones not doing it. They're the ones not following it, unless they're in silent jihad mode, which is likely, and then they are following it, but we don't know. But we'll find out just as soon as they're ready. Yeah, but they're not in silent jihad mode right now, Brian. They're in the victim in phase. Here, that's silent jihad. Is it, even though they're saying they're victims? It's the very first step. Is get yourself set up as a victim that needs to be protected. And then you come in and everybody's hugging and it's great. And then, you know, 20, 30 years later when they build up enough numbers, they kill you all, take it over. That's Islam. It's a, Islam's parasitic in nature. You're never going to let that NASA thing go, are you? No, because it's the <laughs> stupidest thing I ever heard of. He was stupid enough to think. I mean, if you went to college, why didn't you read a book, Obama? I read a book on Islam, history of Islam. Go ahead, Obama. Uh, oh, you can find, oh, yeah, no. Doesn't bring any good anywhere it goes ever. Never has, never will. That's the end. And you can, you can oh, you're just evil and you don't like, and you're I don't know what I am, Islamophobic or whatever. I don't have an irrational fear of Islam. I studied Islam. I have a rational fear, not an irrational fear. Anyway, they found nothing. Hence, they said nothing because they weren't allowed to tell you they couldn't find anything because they didn't do anything ever for to move society any place, ever. I don't know why they're calling it Trappist. Uh, Trappist monks are kind of neat people. I like them. There's such a thing? 
Yeah, Trappist smokes. Well, no, Look mo- it up. <laughs> Most people don't know this, Brian. Well, I was a mugs. I I researched mugs before I decided where I wanted to go. I even stayed with them before I decided. And I called them uh, places all across the country. I think it cost me like $300 in phone, in phone charges. To research monks. Yep. So you could become one. Right. But you're not. No. Because the Catholic Church is evil. I, the, more, the more I studied the politics of it, the politics is just, it, well, it's like our government right now. That's, that's, what, that's what the Vatican's like. And uh, so I disillusioned me from Christianity completely, the, my experience with the Catholic Church. And, and no, it, it was just because of what I discovered about politics as I was there. You know, you study it, yeah, I was confirmed. I, mean, I had First Communion, I had Confirmation. I studied the Bible a lot. <laughs> I went to Catholic school for my whole childhood. And I questioned everything. The nuns did not like that. You have a different vision of childhood than most people do. I didn't go to kindergarten. I went to Catholic school from first grade to eighth grade. Right. But they don't consider you done until you're K-12. Okay, early childhood. I'm just saying. That's just what they do. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? But now, no, but that's right. Now, for insurance purposes, it's 26. 26, yeah. And for for DACA purposes, it's 31. (laughs) Children, 31 years old. How does anyone get away with that? And American people just not rip them out of office. Just like, you got to be kidding me. Get out of here. You can't have that office. I'm serious. We're going to end up into the tar and feather stage pretty soon. Which is not good. And more, yes, as more people start talking about it, that's how you can tell that this is getting worse and worse and worse. Because it takes worse to make us finally say, I've had enough. And it was that way with the colonists, man. I was like, they didn't, they didn't revolt yet, Brian. They didn't revolt yet. Come on, already. Uh, you're going to put up with this. They put up with a lot. So Everyone are we? Thinks it was just, oh, it was over taxation. No, so were we. No, we are putting up with a lot. We are putting up with a lot. We are, uh, we are in the throes of our country being completely decimated. If you want to know what the colonists went through. The Bill of Rights, that's exactly why they put it in there, because this was the things they did to them that you're not allowed to do to us ever again. That's why the Bill of Rights is there. It's not necessary. They didn't have the power anyway before it. But that's how freaked out the colonists were. They wanted extra protection, and they got it. And guess what? The courts used the extra protection, just like I said, and they turned it around. It was just Pandora's box waiting to be opened. Now, all of a sudden, oh, it means this, it means that. What do you mean? The Bill of Rights? That's where you get your rights from, the government. No, no, no. Uh Uh-uh. We don't get rights from the government. We get it from our creator. Read the Declaration of Independence. And in any time... That governments behave like that government did and we like ha- our government is. We have the right to replace we it. We have the right to remove and replace. You weren't going to get into politics. This is going to be different. Well, you started with the Trappist <laughs> Monk stuff. I... I just didn't know there was such a thing. 
That's all. <laughs> there is. I and, think the news is wonderful, And they're agrarian. They, 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 they farm. Well, I guess that's why they're calling it that. I guess. Um, hard work, as they say. They they worked hard. So do the Amish. Yeah, the Amish aren't monks. No. But see, this is why that you didn't finish it. That's why they're calling it that, because it's the three in the habitable zone. Habitable zone. Habitable zone. <laughs> um, these Trappist One planets. Obviously, they're calling them Trappist One the Sun. Especially the three in the habitable zone, must be. Have the right ingredient for it to develop. The news is wonderful. And has been since last year when the first three planets in the system were discovered. I say we send all, all the progs there. All the left-wing loon, and just put them all left-wing little progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, status, Islamic bastards, all of them. Yes, I include Islamic bastards. Too, you know, That's new. Yeah, I just threw it in there. <laughs> That's new. As I was saying it, I was remembering that, oh, yeah, the Muslims, we got to get rid of them too. I don't know. I'm getting to the point where I I want to take all of us and go there and start over. <laughs> no, trust me. It would be much more fun to put them there. <laughs> we could come visit them in 100 years and see how it worked out, that experiment. I bet they're all Muslim. They can have they can have their own avatar. I bet they're all Muslim. Avatar planet. No, they're all going to be Muslim. No avatar. No vegetation. They're going to destroy all the vegetation because that's what they do. They like living in de- in the desert in sand. Uh, you can take the muzzy out of the desert, but you can't take the desert out of the muzzy. Dimitar Sasolov, a professor of astronomy at Harvard University, and a researcher who focuses on studying the origins of life in his lab, told Fox News. This just confirms what we started theorizing already in the past two years, which is that our galaxy, our universe, is just full of places which could sustain life and where life could emerge. Part of the reason the news is wonderful is that the system lends itself to be studied by astronomers in the next couple of years and not way down the line, Zasilov said. The three planets in the habitable zone of this star, I was right, are promising because their rocky surface could support liquid water, which is essential for life as we know it. Plus, if the planets are indeed rocky, they could contain six right elements in the right concentration for life, Sasilov said. Stuff like carbon, oxygen, and nitrogen. And hydrogen, you forgot. Hydrogen. As in H2O, hydrogen 2O, oxygen. What? <laughs> he just looks at me after he says that. Stop <laughs> it. Now, what was the one that we're saying? Do you, uh, do you, do, oh, uh, that's it. Hydro, dihydrogen oxide. Did you know that that is what you're drinking in the cup? Who said that? Our, our, we got to clean that up. We got to filter that out. We got to do. We got to make some. We got to get rid of that, right? Oh, this was a tweet. Tweet you had many years ago. No conversation with Logie. Oh. Well. 
What about it? What about what? Why do we have to get rid of it? Uh, because isn't it bad for you? No. It's well, water. Thank you. <laughs> you know most people don't catch that. <laughs> it's water. Most people don't catch that. It has to do with the amount of molecules. It's because in you, you studied uh, medicine and you got a bachelor's in science and nursing. That's why. So you have some basis of knowing what dihydrogen oxide would mean. And, and it has to do, when it says dye, it has to do with the amount of molecules that, that attract two. to each other. Dye means two. Right. It's just H2O. But I've always been a science geek, even when I was young. I loved science. I I actually, and you, and I know you did, you had your own little science kit. I had lots of things. I had a, a rock collection. I had books on dinosaurs, collections. There were these, they'd send you one book a month thing. And so I, I, I ate up all the science books. We had volcanoes, earthquakes, dinosaurs, geology. I mean, I loved it. I just had a, I had a bookshelf full of all these books. Yeah, and you know what? What's really sad is that science has turned to total crap. Scientists are not the, scientists anymore. No. They're, they're, they're political hacks in it just for federal money, which is why, see, the government gets involved in something and it ruins it. It got involved in science. It's not supposed to get involved in science. But, Brian, it says it in the Constitution. No, it no. doesn't. No, no. In order, it says in order for to support these things... They do what? It says what they do right in the Constitution. Yeah, patents. Trademarks, patents, and copyright. Yep. And that's how to benefit and promulgate science and invention and And again, art. and again, it was... it was Not money. It doesn't say give them money. But it was written that way to protect their intellectual property. Exactly. That's the job. Just the job. You get a copyright, a patent, or a trademark. And that protects your intellectual property, and that encourages entrepreneurs. I mean, it encourages inventors. It, it encourages writers because they can't. They won't have their, their work stolen from them, you see. That's, that was the only role in the Constitution for the government. That's it. Not give them money. Uh-uh. In fact, they're not supposed to give anybody money because it's yours, not theirs. Uh, but, you know, this might have hydrogen oxide, so this planet here, we don't know. I'm sorry, if if you're listening to this show and you didn't just get what I just said after I just went through all that, I don't think you're listening. <clears throat> Plus, if the planets are indeed rocky, they could contain the six right elements. David Kipling, an expert on exoplanets and an assistant professor of astronomy at Columbia University, said that his first reaction to the discovery was to be extremely excited. The star that the seven planets are orbiting is a very common one called a red dwarf. It's small, dim, and cool compared to our own sun, but it could also burn for a very, very long time somewhere on the order of a trillion years or even longer, Kipping said. When we look for potential, potentially life-bearing planets, there's really one thing we're looking for, and that's liquid surface water. Of course, in order to have surface water, the planet needs to have a rocky surface, 
and he said that the planets seem likely to have that. Another point in their favor, there are three planets in the system that would be at the right temperature for liquid water to exist. Yeah, but they're looking at the they're looking at Mars and there's no water there. No, 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 they are fi- no, they found evidence that there was water there. There was, but this one is saying that there is. Well, there still might be somewhere. They don't know. They I ain't they, going to Mars. They they think <laughs> it may I. be it may be subterranean like it was before the before Noah's flood in this world. We had this vast amount of water underneath the outer crust that was breached, if you will, and God made it made it come up and flood the whole planet and blah blah blah. And uh no, this is real science, by the way. It is quite possible. And it is also and it is a fact that carbon dating is now proven to be completely unreliable and uh now they're rethinking how old the planet really is because maybe those jews with the five thousand year history weren't so stupid after all i'm just saying this is out there and it's hushed up i know you're not hearing about it but uh-uh carbon dating is out they're still use they're still citing it to buck up their claims but anybody who's a real scientist now knows that that's it. It's not reliable. We don't know. It's just it. It failed. It just, it doesn't work. It's incorrect. It could be a million years, a hundred million years, or five thousand years. They don't know. So, that's all been tossed up by this. Uh, there, all this certainty over. Oh, it could. Oh, come on, dinosaurs and a million years ago and all that. Who said God didn't create dinosaurs? Okay, I don't know. You know, the way you think things go. But I think, you know, if I'm a creator, I might think it's fun to to mess with reptiles. But then go, you know, I'm really bored with these reptiles. And it's not very entertaining. So I'm going to get rid of those. Okay. Get rid of those. Now let's try these these bipeds, these human things. Let's Let's see what they could do. Quite possible, is it not? Prove me wrong. Anyway, uh, back to the so-called uh, science thing. That doesn't prove they're definitely capable of supporting life, he said. After all, one or two of the three planets could be like Venus in our solar system, which has nasty conditions. But still, three planets is better than two or one, odds-wise. With three bites at the cherry, you have to be optimistic that there's a good shot one of them has the potential to be Earth-like. You're assuming that there's all these planets with the right conditions and that if it does spontaneously, life is going to be created on that rock. You're delusional. And yes, there are going to be other planets that are probably, again, God got mad at us and bored with us and moved on to a new project. Sure, it's quite likely that that would happen. But it's only going to be where God decides to make it happened. It didn't. The Big Bang and uh, everything just was just right, and and they created the whole universe. It was a complete accident. Even if that was true, who created the Big Bang? You can never get away from that question. No matter what you try and 
remove God from by trying to use science, which is a bad idea because the scientists themselves that tried to disprove God's existence ended up believing God really did exist and they converted. So maybe if you don't believe in God, you should go out there and try and disprove him. Disprove he exists. Uh, okay. Uh, he added, as far as we know right now, I'd say there are no showstoppers to stop life from living on these worlds. There are a couple of factors to consider, though. Astronomers will have to study the star further. It could have emitted a lot of radiation. Then it was young, for example. As well as the masses of the planets and the shape of their orbits to see how elliptical they are, to figure out how conducive they could be for life. The next step, Kipping said, will be to look for biosignatures on the planets using a telescope. The James Webb Space Telescope, launching in 2018, will be an important resource for astronomers. Lisa Kaltenegger, a associate professor of astronomy, said the director of the Carl Sagan Institute at Cornell University said that one aspect to consider with this small red sun is that the levels of ultraviolet light would be high, although life could perhaps shelter in a hypothetical ocean. I think finding many planets, multiple possible habitats around one star is great news for the search for life. And again, do we really want to find life, it's extraterrestrial life? How do you know they won't want to just eat us? Pointing out that the news made her feel motivated because that just means we're getting more places to look, and it's just a number game. We already have a lot of stars with planets. Now, if we have a couple of planets per star, the odds are ever in our favor, hopefully. And I'll say it again. The only hope comes that God will make life there. Otherwise, it won't happen. And again, you bring up a good point that we always say, do we really want these people to know where no. we are? Especially if they get here on their own. <laughs> I know, right? Stop that sending things into outer space nonsense. <laughs> I think the Simpsons did a funny episode about that with the Martians coming to eat them. I know. The Twilight Zone did it. Oh, yeah, serving man. <laughs> like, like, what, we're going on maybe 50 years ago? Was that the, the Twilight Look, Zone episode? If you know anything about science. <laughs> well, it was black and white, so it's old. If you know anything about science, you you would have to already know that if some but an advanced life was to come here on their own in spacecrafts, they are way ahead of us technologically wise. Uh, yeah, so there's their technology is superior to ours, and Lord knows what kind of weapons they have. But I do know one thing: they may just look at this like, "Oh, this Earth is full of resources." We'll take it. Uh, there is a new program on TV called Colony Deer. Oh, I know, but it's... Then I don't know if they're going to eat them yet. Unless they eat them, then it's not... Well, they're, they're not, sending, I won't like it. Because they should. Like in Serving Man, they, they <laughs> eat us like cattle. They're sending... They threaten everybody on this show to send them to the farm, dear. That's what they call it. You don't want to go to the farm. <laughs> the hell is that? Nobody man? comes back from the farm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the farm is. <laughs> no, we're gonna find out though. That's the only reason I'm watching. I know that you really did. You were back and forth with even liking it. 
Well, hope springs eternal. And we have to go to a commercial break. This is Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course and handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Alrighty then. Uh, if you're interested in any of our paid commercials, you just heard one of them, please write down the number in the ad. It, they're pretty obnoxious about repeating it, so you know if you have a pen and paper ready, which you're always supposed to have anyway, because you got to check my facts, right? We we do our own fact checking. We're conservatives. Besides, all the fact checking places are progressive run, and they they they're not facts. Um. All right. So please, we don't get paid if you don't call the number in the ad. We don't get paid just to air them, so, like like the guys in the terrestrial radio. So if you're interested, write down the number in the ad. And everybody will be happy. Now, you might be sitting around going, where can I hear this show live? Okay. Well, you can hear our show live and listen and download all our shows for free at uncooperativeradio.com. Honestly, if you do a search for uncooperative radio, I guarantee it'll be on the first page. So uncooperativeradio.com and if you want apps if you've got tablets and all that stuff they got all free apps you just have to go all the way I know they hide it you go all the way to the bottom of the web page where they, you normally have you know contact us and you know blah 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 and you'll see uh, a thing that says for listeners and everything under there is for listeners and there's an app for everything I, I don't I don't think they missed one. Uh, maybe Linux. So, pop on down there if you if you got a tablet or this or that, and you like to use the apps better than going to the web page. It's covered. You can also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, 
Talk shoe, pod bean, blueberry, yabba dabba do. Look around. If it's not in your favorite place, ask me to put it there or put it there yourself or whatever, depending on how they do things. Uh, we do have two Facebook pages now. Both Facebook pages are in Facebook prison. You can go there and have fun with them. I can't see anything but my own posts. Uh, Facebook is ridiculously out of control in their bias. Uh, the Zuckerbergers need to go. We have, so we do have a functioning Twitter account for the radio show. Okay. So if you, if you're a Facebook person and you, and you want to join the page to interact and help out with the numbers so that Twitter maybe won't get rid of us, uh, please do go over there. The Facebook ones you can join, but I, uh, they're, like I said, they're not letting it out of prison. I, the one was supposed to be deleted. I deleted it. It said it, it'll it be up for seven days. It's been two weeks. It's still there. Because they're trying to show that you're lame. I guess. They're trying to show, look, this guy's lame. Nobody's going to his page. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Trust me, that's what they're doing. They're I, I showing do, that, they're, you, that you have no credibility. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I understand. They're just making sure my message doesn't get out, which is what social media does to all conservatives. Our message must not get out. That Look, they say they like free speech. Then uh, how come they don't like conservative free speech? How come they only like what they agree with? Yeah. If you want to follow me personally on Facebook, it's Brian Bonner 90 And on Twitter, it's at Brian Bonner. Spell it right. I know I'm smart. But it's not spelled brain. It's Brian, B-R-I-A-N. We're also rebroadcasted on RedStateTalkRadio.com, which is 24-7 conservative streaming talk radio. Two channels. Prime, that's it, Prime. That's what it's called. Prime and Encore. We're on the Encore channel, Saturday and Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, I like doing weekends because everybody else is doing it during the week and then there's nothing new to listen to on the weekend. I feel your pain. <laughs> All right, so uh, also through redstatetalkradio.com, you can find us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, and the Roku. And if you have one of those uh, eco th- echo things, the little things you talk to, like Siri and Please, uh, I don't know, open the refrigerator door. I don't know what they're talking about with those things. But uh, all you have to do is say, play Red State Talk Radio, and you'll be hearing Red State Talk Radio. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Okay, also, if you had a data and you want to listen to the show and you just got to listen, okay, we have, there's a line for that. It's called the listener line. You can only listen. You can't talk. You can't interact. You just listen. Free of charge. Uh, on our end, your your end's your own problem. So, it's 605-562-4221. Now, of course, that won't work for listening to our show unless it's Saturday and Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, three-hour shows. Uh, and during that time, it's 605-562-4221. But 24-7, it's 605-562-4221. You can listen to all the shows if you want to. 
Uh, there's also one for the Prime Channel. I didn't write it down because I'm not on the Prime Channel, and it's right there on the player on the front page. So both of them are, by the way. There's a player right right side of the thing, and it has who's playing, streaming across, and it'll have the phone numbers. While you're there, check out the Red State Talk Radio newsletter. It's free. It's good. It's not the host, so it's different from what the hosts are doing. Uh, they do their own thing. And it's, I think you'll like it. But if you don't, you can just unsubscribe. We don't pay attention to that. We don't track it, so we won't know. Push a button. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, hey, welcome back to the 
Cooperative Radio Show, hour half of three. That's right, it's the last, I don't know, 20 minutes. So if you want to call, it's 406-565-4189, 406-565-4189. Again, I'm not, I'm not begging you to call, I don't need you to call, but if you must call. It's so funny. Every time you say that, I just keep hearing Alec Baldwin pleading and calling his mommy, having his mommy call in. And now he's a he's a game show. Game show. He's perfect for that job. <laughs> oh my god! He's shallow, oh, vain. Baby, help me. No substance. Perfect game show host. You go, Alex Baldwin. He seems to be able to do that, but not conservative talk radio. Or should I say, that was going to be liberal talk radio, but nobody was listening. Oh, gosh, I heard something really scary, and I am going to have to push it. And I don't, I, I don't need you to call in. Serious XM radio, because that's what we have, uh, has a new channel. The progressives, it's for you, progressives. And the co-host, the host is saying, all these people that want social justice. And he's doing this whole spiel. And I'm like, this is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, now we have reproductive justice, too. Menstrual justice. Menstruation justice. Good Lord. Get a life, ladies. (laughs) No, I want the government to pay for my tampons. I want the government to pay for my birth control. This is really, you know, women, we used to have dignity. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the commercials alone. Anyway, I'm going to push a button. Oh, are you really going to push a button? I really have to push a okay, button. Okay, push a button. Ah, I pushed the wrong button. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we got to reach out to our face somehow. Besides... What will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense. When there's no documentation, that's too far. And somehow or some way we're going to find out who you are. Sneaking in America Trying to hide From immigration Sneaking in America Across the land Across the nation Sneaking in America Got to have some legislation Thank you, Paul Shanklin. Shanklin.com. All right. And that, of course, means it's time for the Illegal Alien Invasion Report. Say that three times fast. From CNS News, a very liberal Catholic bishop of San Diego, Robert McElroy, who supports giving communion to the divorced and remarried, contrary to church teaching, uh, Roman Catholic church teaching. Well, that's unless you don't get an annulment, right? Right. Which is just about giving them 500 bucks. Again, no respect for the Catholic Church. Uh, It's just, it's just, it's just, ugh. Um, I know, and most Catholics listening go, what are you talking about? You you don't, you don't see the inside of 
the machinations of the Vatican and everything that I got to be exposed to. It's just it's just off-putting, to say the least. Uh, and it, oh, oh, God, not only uh, divorced and remarried, but also embracing LGBT families. So that's, uh, you can't do that in the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, well, it's evil. Who cares? It's just, uh, I feel bad for the followers of the Catholic religion because they, don't, they just don't know how bad the Vatican has become, even with that Popeye that they have now. I mean, come on. That guy is a commie. Oh, all right. Uh, you know, one time someone said when I was blogging, it's a long time ago. Uh, you see a commie under around every corner and every closet and under every bed. I'm like, you're right, because they're there. And people thought I was over overplaying the whole thing. Now I've been completely vindicated. People get it now. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. Sometimes it has to get real bad for people to notice. Some people notice ahead of time. And those are the people that try and warn everybody. And nobody listens to them, of course. Uh, but we keep trying. I, I, I don't really care what the Roman Catholic Church does. I really don't. And there's not two Catholic churches, please. I actually had someone respond to me that that's the Roman Catholic Church. Or in the Catholic Church. I'm like, there's only one Catholic Church, and it's the Roman Catholic Church. That's it. There's other things that left it that called other things. But, yeah. Well, so, and, yeah, no, being a homosexual and all this, it, this is all no, no. God said no. So, I'm sorry that religion is, God didn't include you by pointing saying uh homosexuals are okay don't worry that that's not a sin at all of course it is first of all to have sex out of wedlock is a sin in the catholic church for men to self-gratify is not allowed in the catholic church because you're wasting seed it's against it's against god's law The Catholic Church, if you've got to follow it, is very is a very strict thing. But the problem is, the clergy don't live by it. And to be frank, the followers don't even go to church every Sunday. At least not in New York. I, I know I was a daily communicant, so I know when they came and when they didn't, because you know it was, a, it was like being six people in the whole church every day until the weekend and then pick up a little bit but nothing like ash wednesday or easter they they have to, they, they they roll out for that christmas easter ash wednesday those are the ones they they always show up on which is annoying to someone like me that goes every day because suddenly i i show up and it's a there's a line around the block and I've got to stand on to get into the church and normally there's nobody there. Uh, so yeah, no, I had to go anyway. Cause I, you know, you have to go every day 
So, uh, I don't know, the social justice act, it goes on, the social justice activists must become disruptors to counter the efforts of the federal government to apprehend illegal aliens. Illegal aliens. What's that song? I'm an illegal alien. I, I don't know, it's all I remember from the song, but I remember hearing it, and I think it was like a Cheech and Chong song or something. Anyway, so... Well, now we must all become disruptors, said Bishop McElroy in a February 18th speech at the U.S. Regional World Meeting of Popular Movements in Modesto, California. We must disrupt those who would seek to send troops into our streets to deport the undocumented, to rip mothers and fathers from their families, he said. We must disrupt those who portray refugees as enemies rather than our brothers and sisters in terrible need. If my brothers and sisters behave like these refugees, I'd have to beat the crap out of them. Are you insane? <laughs> Is if, if if they eat converted to Islam, I'd have to kick the crap out of them, knock some sense into them. That that love would like that's how I would treat my brothers. So uh, there you go. That's how you want me to treat the illegal aliens. Good, because I'm really bad on. I'm really big on tough love. Ask anybody who knows me. There's a special place in hell for this bishop. Yes, I know. <laughs> we must disrupt those who train us to see Muslim men, women, and children as forces of fear, rather than as children of God. They are not children of. God, other than God created them, they they threw him away and made up a God. I'm sorry, you don't you don't get that. That is not an Abrahamic religion. Period. End of conversation. No, they do not worship the God of Abraham. Allah is the moon god of Arabia. He's Lucifer's demon. He is Lucifer himself. Come on, the moon god of Arabia, the god of night. God of lies. Oh, Islam is all about lies. Lots of lying in Islam. You know what? And and I don't think this uh, show is going to come back. But I oh, just oh, I'm going to do another show. No, 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 no. This TV show I'm going to be talking about. But I did love how they portrayed in at least the first season, and it's called The Exorcist. If you guys haven't seen it, and I don't even know. We'd have to look up Brian. We might be missing it. Maybe. But I loved how they portrayed, and I know Christians and Catholics probably hate its guts for doing this they it's pretty realistic they portrayed lucifer infiltrating the catholic church and the people that give to the catholic church and the power structure in the catholic church and the power structure and the people who were rich giving to the catholic church all infiltrated by lucifer nobody believes in lucifer I do. Read Dante's Inferno. Oh, those, we have to watch all those movies, too. All those Dante movies. There's like three of them, and a new one's coming out this Dante. year. Dante. It's, it, no, it's not what it's called. No, but it's... It's that the, one with the... I don't know, where they run around and solve mysteries and stuff. Yeah, Tom Hanks is in it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're coming out. The third one came out this year. So we need to go back. I, I watched... I don't know which one I watched or didn't watch, to be honest with you. But anyway, that's the point. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, but uh, 
Once the pedophiles happened, Lucifer was in the Catholic Church. Oh, and I was going to do a whole thing on Popeye because he's opening up his pie hole. It three, was, or three or four articles was in on the, him. He was in the Catholic Church in the Vatican long before that. I understand. No, but, long before the pedophilia. Long before. And I was going to do that tonight because they had four articles on what he's saying. And he's... he's do understand, that's just when they were caught. They've been doing whatever they're doing. They, they've been getting away with it for Lord knows how long. Right, and that's Lucifer. Right, so I'm telling you, by the time I left, uh, I, just, I saw no merit in the church. In fact... I, I walked away from Christianity. I wasn't sure I believed in Jesus anymore. But you know what, Brian? In all fairness, it's up to us, we the people, to get these establishments under control. The Catholics need to stand up and say no. Or do it. Do what the Catholics have done through history. Break off and start your own church. Right. Just like we have to do this with our government, Brian. It's up to us. By the way, Luther was not mistaken. Luther, he walked away from the Catholic Church, created the, the Lutheran, Lutheran Church. Church. He was already talking about the evil and corruption in the church. If you want to see evil and corruption in the church, look at the Spanish Inquisition. What Initially, it was all about getting rid of the Muslims. Muslims yep. But then a, a, a bishop decided that he was going to take it a step further and say that infidels include anyone that wasn't Catholic. And it went on a rampage with the Protestant faith, and that's one of the reasons uh, they fled. Fran they fled Spain. They fled France. Uh, England. England, because they yeah they switched to their church, but they the Protestants didn't have to flee England as much because, well, the, the church he created was kind of a Protestant church. It was all in that same kind of category. But the Catholics that were there, remember it was a Catholic nation until the king made it his religious nation, his religion. It made it his own religion. Before that, it was a Catholic country. That means the majority of the people in the country were Catholic. And they were told they had to switch to the Anglican church that he created. And they were not having it. So, I mean, every time you talk about religion, it's complicated but the history of the catholic church my god there's some of it that's just it's just unbelievable uh but when you say it's way back in the times the mid, middle you know the medieval times things happened back then it was less uh, less uh civilized than we are now okay but what, but, I... well, what i'm seeing now is the church being just actually even more evil because they hide it you can't see the evil anymore being perpetrated by the individual characters, but yet it's still happening. I want to know how much money his parish is getting for all of these illegal pieces of crap and refugees. I have no idea. but Because I, I know it's all about money. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, all yeah. the stuff that's going on, it's all about money. No, with the Catholic Church, you mean. Yeah. No, I mean with all the organizations bringing refugees in and everything. Well, it's it's all about money. No, it isn't. Some of it's about money. A lot of it's about politics. The whole purpose of it is political, not financial. But I'm out of time, so I'll have to explain it to her off air. It's your Cooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. 
and say good night, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out here. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.